Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. You're listening to Simplified Speech, which is the Culips series featuring clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, I'm joined by my co host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And hey, listeners. Hope you guys are doing well. Cassie, today we have a pretty important and a little bit serious topic. And it's one that's often debated in North America. And it's a topic that I was talking with some of my students about recently. And it kind of brought up some interesting conversations. So I thought, yeah, let's talk about it in a simplified speech episode as well. The topic is methods of disciplining or punishing children for their bad behavior. And I kind of wanted to talk about just our perspectives, you know, as students and kids growing up in homes in North America. And I think it really varies from family to family to family. So I think, Cassie, maybe we will have different experiences, but. Probably have a fascinating conversation at the same time. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to talk about as teachers as well. However, you teach almost adults, so it's a little different where I'm in the school setting. These guys are still kids. <laughs> yeah, and I said disciplining children, but I think in the context of this episode, we can think of children as being, you know, from like K to 12, for example, or maybe even younger. Until they finish high school, for example. But, anyways, everyone, we'll get to our conversation in just a moment. But before we get started, I want to let you all know about the study guide and the interactive transcript that is available for this episode. And in fact, we make these for all of our episodes and we create these resources to help you in your English learning journey. And if you sign up and become a Culos member, Not only will you get the study guides and transcripts, but you'll also get exclusive bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams, full access to our member only Fluency Files series, plus more. So, to join, simply visit our website, culips.com, and sign up, or you can just follow the link that's in the description for this episode. And also, we'd like to give a shout out to one of our listeners who's tuning in from China. With the username Island. Island. Okay. So, Cassie, would you do the honors and read the comment? Sure. So, the review says I'm from mainland China, and Culips helps me a lot. I usually listen to the same episode multiple times at different speeds. After a while, I can feel my listening has improved a lot. Thank you. All right. Island, thank you for that kind review and the five star rating as well. And of course, thank you to everyone out there who is helping us out and supporting Culips by leaving five star ratings and kind reviews on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms as well. It really motivates Cassie and I to work hard to create good English lessons for you all, but also to spread the word to other English learners. And we really do appreciate it. So please keep them coming. And with that said, Cassie, Why don't we get started with our main topic for today? And I guess it's going to be interesting because I think, like we were talking about just a second ago, it really varies maybe from 
generation to generation and family to family and maybe even school to school about the ways that kids are disciplined and punished. So maybe we could start with a school setting. What about when you were growing up and when you were a student? What are some of the ways that you were disciplined in school? And Cassie, I have a feeling that you are a pretty good student, so maybe you don't even have any personal stories to share, but I'm sure you had some bad boys and some bad girls in your classroom. Maybe you could tell us about how they were disciplined in school. Yeah, sure. It really depends on what grade level you are in. So for example, in elementary school, when I was a kid, and even now these days, I think the biggest punishment is reduced recess time. So if kids don't behave in class, then they have to stay inside the classroom with their teacher and they can't go outside and play with their friends, which is awful. Just terrible, Andrew. But as you get older, maybe middle school or high school, you don't really have those break times as often. So the way that students are punished might be after-school type things such as detention where students would have to stay an hour or two after school and sit in a room. I always imagine the basement with no windows and (laughs) stare at a wall. I've never had detention, but that's what I imagine. (laughs) A issue in my current school, some students have been getting in-school suspension and that's when they have to sit in the principal's office all day talking to no one for various punishments. Okay, so, wow, what you just said brought back a flood of memories. And I think when I was a high school student, I may have been detained once. I think I had detention only once. And I was a pretty good student, but, you know, sometimes I hung out with other students who, they weren't bad kids or anything. But sometimes just hanging out with other kids who do bad things gets you in trouble. (laughs) Like the teacher's just like, hey, you guys in the back there that are talking, you're all in detention. Like, I didn't even, I wasn't even talking. But your friends were. You should have told them to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, okay, that brought up to my mind three different kinds of punishment at my high school. There was detention. Which actually, that word, when I hear it now, seems really harsh, but it's not that harsh. It's not like you're locked up. Usually what it entails is spending like an hour or two hours after school has finished in a classroom with a teacher. And the idea is that you have to do the time, right? You did some kind of crime. You broke the rules somehow. And so you have to make up with that by giving away some of your free time and you have to spend it in the classroom. There's a teacher that supervises to make sure all of the students who are in detention are, you know, not goofing off in the classroom. And essentially you use it as a time to do your homework, right? It's like, okay, I can get my homework done while I have to sit in this class for an extra hour. And yeah, I guess it sucks because all your friends are free and they're playing and you can't do that. So there's detention. And then the next step up from detention is suspension. And suspension is where you're not allowed to come to school. Or Cassie, like you said, in-school suspension? Yeah, in-school suspension. In-school suspension. So that is like where you're just not allowed to go to your classes, right? Well, in your 
case, in the example case that you gave, go to the principal's office and just sit in the principal's office all day, (laughs) which sounds pretty boring. At my high school, it was that you weren't even allowed to come to the school. You were suspended from coming to the school, so you had to spend a couple of days at home, which seems like a good punishment. To me, I always thought like, oh, it'd be awesome to be suspended because you don't have to come to school. Guess depends if your mom is at home glaring at you all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's just like that FOMO, that fear of missing out, right? When all your friends are together and you can't be with your friends, that actually can have a pretty big impact on someone. So there's that step, there's suspension. But then if you're really bad and you do something quite serious, then the next level is expulsion and you can get expelled from the school. And that means you're kicked out and you're not allowed to come back. And in in that situation, then I think you would have to transfer to another school. And maybe if that school wouldn't have you, then that's just like it. You're done. You can't graduate from school. So those are the three levels that I remember. Exactly. Most people don't get suspended. It's if they do something really bad. For example, bomb threats were a common thing in my school district. I don't know why. They don't have a bomb. They just call and say, I have a bomb. And then they go to jail for it and get expelled from school. So dumb. But it happens a lot more than you'd think. Yeah, something serious like that, or maybe getting into a fight and really injuring somebody else or threatening a teacher. It's always so cute when I was talking with my Korean students and, you know, we're talking about this topic and I asked them, you know, were you a bad student or like, what was the worst thing that students at your high school did? They'll be like, yeah, I was a pretty bad student. Like I left the school at lunchtime to go eat in a different restaurant that wasn't my school cafeteria. And then I came back. Uh, They wouldn't last two days in the North American schools. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, at my school, like, I don't know, around the back, there's students drinking and doing drugs and just all sorts of chaos. Fighting. Yeah. (laughs) Fighting. (laughs) So it's a different experience, I guess, depending on your country. But yeah, those were the punishments that came to mind in a school setting. But also, Cassie, you know, The Simpsons, the the series The Simpsons, of course, one of the classic scenes from the opening sequence of The Simpsons is Bart Simpson writing lines on the blackboard. This is like kind of an old school discipline method, I would say, and writing lines. It's like essentially detention, right? You would do it after school, but the teacher would write a line, uh, just a sentence, And you would have to copy that sentence down maybe 100 or 200 or 500 times, who knows, depending on how much trouble you were in. So I remember having to write some lines in elementary school, but I don't ever think I did that in high school. But I remember it really, really being terrible because my hand would just like cramp up. You're writing the same thing over and over again. Did you ever have to write lines, Cassie? I did, not for any bad thing I did. I was notorious for not putting my name on my papers. And our teacher had a rule. If you didn't put your name on a paper the first time, you had to write your name 25 times. And if you didn't do it the second time, you had to write your name 50 times, and then 100, and then 200. And I once got to 800 times that I had to write my name, and it was torturous. (laughs) 
Did it work in the end? Did you learn your lesson? Oh my gosh, no. The next year I get to middle school and my nickname was literally no name, but I kept forgetting to write my name on my paper. <laughs> That's hilarious. Cassie, did we miss anything else? Are there any other kinds of punishment that you can remember getting at school or your classmates getting at school? I did not, but I think we should talk about, you know, the days of Christmas past, the bygone eras. And I had a teacher in my senior year of high school who was ancient. She'd been teaching for decades and she would always complain to us about how she could no longer give corporal punishment at school. And corporal punishment is where teachers are allowed to physically punish you for your bad deeds. They can't, you know, rough you up too much, but maybe they could snap a ruler across your knuckles or make you stand with your arms above your head for a really, really, really long time or hit you across the knees with their rulers. I think these were common things in our parents' generation. Yeah, definitely. I remember hearing stories from my folks about getting hit in class and maybe not like really, really hard. But I think my dad said that one of his teachers carried around this like little beat stick, like a dowel <laughs> that was a quarter of an inch in dimension or something. As a teacher now, I couldn't even imagine what was going on in the teacher's psyche. Like, I could never hit a student. I would cry. I'd burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a really shocking cultural experience when I spent my first year in Korea. I was working at an elementary school. One of the first classes that I taught in my whole teaching career I was just a co-teacher, and there was a Korean teacher in the classroom with me, and he was also a young guy, like in his first year of teaching. He was like, I don't know, mid-20s or something. And we were teaching a class, like grade three or four elementary school, very young students. And one of the students did something. I can't even remember what that student did, but it would have been pretty innocent for being you know, that young. And he called the student up to the front of the class and then hit him with a stick. I didn't know they were allowed to do that still. Yeah, at that time, I guess it was acceptable. And now it's very much not acceptable. The culture has really changed quickly. But I think, you know, around 2009, this must have been. It was maybe not, you know, something that was encouraged, but at the same time, wasn't frowned upon too much. And I think sometimes even the parents requested that. I'm not sure. But anyways, I do remember seeing that and being very shocked because if you were to do that in a Canadian school, then you would be off to jail for child abuse, like physically abusing a child. So it was really shocking to me and actually really unpleasant to see. I asked him not to do that in front of me. Well, not to do that in general, but if that's the culture and that's the way things are, I would have accepted that. But I didn't want to have to see it because I didn't like it very much. But thankfully, the culture has really changed here. And that's not a part of the way kids are disciplined anymore, at least in schools. Cassie, if we go way, way back, maybe to our grandparents or even further, their, their generation, I don't know if you've ever heard of a dunce cap before. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> Could you explain what a dunce cap is? Yeah, a dunce is like an idiot, 
a stupid person. So you would wear that if, you know, you did something really dumb. And it's kind of just a form of humiliation. You wear this hat and then everybody laughs at you. And it's like, ha 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 ha, look at you, idiot. Yeah, it would be like this tall hat. And like you said, Cassie, if you did something that was stupid, or maybe you were like the kid in the school who got the lowest score, or you were in trouble, then you'd have to wear this big hat. And often when I've seen this in movies, because like I said, this is way before our generation. When I saw this in movies, usually the student would have to sit in the corner facing the wall wearing the dunce hat. And yeah, everybody would laugh and mock that student. And I guess it's a kind of psychological punishment, right? It's not like a physical punishment, but it would probably be really embarrassing to have to be the dunce and to have to sit in the corner like that and to have everybody laugh at you. So I'm also glad that we've gotten rid of that kind of punishment because I personally don't think that I would like that one very much. Yeah, I know back in my grandparents' day, left-handedness was considered a punishment. So my grandfather was born left-handed and his teachers would hit him across the knuckles anytime he tried to write with his left hand. And I'm left-handed, so I'm so thankful I live in this era where left-handedness is, you know, a merit rather than a detriment to your health. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, it's amazing how things have changed, really, really have changed quite a bit. Cassie, what about these days? Like, we talked about when we were students, but you know, it's been 20 years since I've attended high school and probably about 10 years for you. So things do change, as we've mentioned. And I'm wondering, you know, you're still working in a school with young kids. And, you know, I'm working at a university, but usually at the university level, we don't really discipline students too much. It's kind of like, hmm, you're an adult now, you can figure it out. But yeah, what about these days, Cassie, at the school that you're working at currently? How are students disciplined there? Honestly, I'm really lucky. I work at a school where we don't have a lot of discipline issues, but I've heard it is a big deal in a lot of countries these days where the parents and the children have more power than the teachers and the administration. So a lot of times kids are getting away with bad behavior and there's not really a lot of punishment that we can do. For example, you might want to give detention, but a parent might call and say, my kid cannot stay after school. No one can pick him up. You have to send him home. And the admin, they can't keep the kid if their parents refuse. So they get sent home. Or, you know, a student might continuously fail a class or they're not paying attention every day. They're disrupting the classroom. And you might say, like, leave the classroom. You go to the principal's office. But if the kid refuses to move, you're not allowed to touch them. So you can't physically remove them from the class. Yeah, I feel very lucky that I don't have to deal with that. But I do think it's a big issue in schools that have a lot of behavioral problems these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm also very glad that I don't have to work in that kind of environment. I think the teachers that work in those kind of schools, they're heroes. Must be a very, very difficult job. Yes. Well, Cassie, I think that will bring us to the end of this episode, at least for our regular episode that's going in our podcast feed. But for all of our QLips members, we'll keep our conversation going 
for just a little bit longer to say thank you to our members who do support us. And if you are a QLips member listening to this episode right now, then guys, make sure that you log in to the dashboard and listen to this episode through the dashboard because that's where you will hear the extra bonus content, which is the continuation of our conversation. You'll be able to find it on the dashboard. If you're not already a member, consider joining to gain access to our helpful study guides and transcripts, fun bonuses, and to support the work we do at QLips. And you can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube, telling your friends who are learning English to check QLips out, or by leaving us a five-star rating and a positive review on your favorite podcast app. So thank you for tuning in and studying with us today, everyone. Great job. And we will catch you all next time. Bye-bye. See ya.